Chapter Thirteen of Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Gargantua and Pantagruel, Book Two, by Francois Rabelais translated by sir thomas urquhart of cromarty and peter anthony motte chapter thirteen how pantagruel gave judgment upon the difference of the two lords then pantagruel rising up assembled all the presidents councillors and doctors that were there and said unto them come now my masters you have heard vive vocis oraculo the controversy that is in question what do you think of it they answered him we have indeed heard it but have not understood the devil so much as one circumstance of the case and therefore we beseech you una voce and in courtesy request that you would give sentence as you think good and ex nunc prout ex tunc we are satisfied with it and do ratify it with our full consents well my masters said pantagruel seeing that you are so pleased i will do it but i do not truly find the case so difficult as you make it your paragraph caton the law frater the law gallus the law quinquepedum the law winum the law si dominus the law mater the law mulier bona the law si quis the law pomponius the law fundi the law emptor the law praetor the law venditor and a great many others are far more intricate in my opinion after he had spoke this he walked a turn or two about the hall plodding very profoundly as one may think for he did groan like an ass whilst they girth him too hard with a very intensiveness of considering how he was bound in conscience to do right to both parties without varying or accepting of persons then he returned sat down and began to pronounce sentence as followeth having seen heard calculated and well considered of the difference between the lords of kissbreech and suckfist the court saith unto them that in regard of the sudden quaking shivering and hoariness of the flickermouse bravely declining from the estival solstice to attempt by private means the surprisal of toyish trifles in those who are a little unwell for having taken a draught too much through the lewd demeanour and vexation of the beetles that inhabit the diarodal diarumal climate of an hypocritical ape on horseback bending a crossbow backwards 
the plaintiff truly had just cause to calfet or with oakum to stop the chinks of the galleon which the good woman blew up with wind having one foot shod and the other bare reimbursing and restoring to him low and stiff in his conscience as many bladder-nuts and wild pistaches as there is of hair in eighteen cows with as much for the embroiderer and so much for that he is likewise declared innocent of the case privileged from the napdades into the danger whereof it was thought he had incurred because he could not jocundly and with fulness of freedom untruss and dung by the decision of a pair of gloves perfumed with the scent of bum gunshot at the walnut tree taper as is usual in his country of mire ballet <coughs> slacking therefore the topsail and letting go the bowline with the brazen bullets wherewith the mariners did by way of protestation bake in paste-meat great store of pulse interquilted with the dormouse whose hawk's bells were made with a puntinaria after the manner of hungary or flanders lace and which his brother-in-law carried in a pannier lying near to three chevrons or pardard gules whilst he was clean out of heart drooping and crestfallen by the too narrow sifting canvassing and curious examining of the matter in the angularly dog-hole of nasty scoundrels from whence we shoot at the vermiformal popinjay with the flap made of a fox-tail but in that he chargeth the defendant that he was a botcher cheese-eater and trimmer of man's flesh embalmed which in the arsy-bursy swagfall tumble was not found true as by the defendant was very well discussed the court therefore doth condemn and amass him in three porringers of curds well cemented and closed together shining like pearls and codpieced after the fashion of the country to be paid unto the said defendant about the middle of august in may but on the other part the defendant shall be bound to furnish him with hay and stubble for stopping the caltrops of his throat troubled and impulregified with gabardines garbled shufflingly and friends as before without costs and for cause which sentence being pronounced the two parties departed both contented with the decree which was a thing almost incredible for it never came to pass since the great reign nor shall the like occur in thirteen jubilees hereafter that two parties contradictorily contending in judgment be equally satisfied and well pleased with the definitive sentence 
as for the counsellors and other doctors in the law that were there present they were all so ravished with admiration at the more than human wisdom of pantagruel which they did most clearly perceive to be in him by his so accurate decision of this so difficult and thorny cause that their spirits with the extremity of the rapture being elevated above the pitch of actuating the organs of the body they fell into a trance and a sudden ecstasy wherein they stayed for the space of three long hours and had been so as yet in that condition had not some good people fetched store of vinegar and rose-water to bring them again unto their former sense and understanding for the which god be praised everywhere and so be it. End of chapter 13